When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrigtions apply. And even blows my mind too with like the MGTOW stuff. Even the MGTOW guys have like books and merch and all that kind of stuff. It's like, why are you, why are you even having this conversation? Why, why are you in this space trying to do this? If you don't care, why are you here? A lot of the MGTOW advice is like, go to the gym, buy my... It's like, if you were really MGTOW and you didn't care, go get pizza. Tell me what your favorite ice cream is. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You guys know what to do already, right? Please drop a comment. Any comment will do. Your favorite emoji, it doesn't really matter. All that kind of stuff boosts us in the algorithm. If you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. It helps us more than you know. Guys, I'm going to keep the intro pretty short this week. As you can tell, I don't have a lot of time to sit down in front of the computer and uh, in, in, in put on the light in the background, stuff like that, to do this intro. So I'm just going to keep it really short this week. Get on the email list, guys, list.comeonmanpod.com. Get your PDF with 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. And then I'll also send you some stickers with that as well. My guest this week is a man known as Colt Strongcastle. He's been following me for a long time. He first started following me on TikTok. I think he abandoned TikTok. He follows me on Instagram, follows me on Twitter, and he has some beefs, beefs with the Manosphere, guys, beefs with the Red Pill space. And he wanted a platform to address those beefs. So I said, hey, yeah, why don't you come on Come on the podcast? Let's talk about those beefs, you know. Uh, honestly, I agree with pretty much everything that he talks about. You know what I mean? So we get into that today. We talk about Colt's beefs. I'm sure some of you guys have some similar beefs with the Manosphere. And it's uh, justified. It's justified. A lot of the stuff in the space is sensationalism. A lot of it is kayfabe. It's pro wrestling, right? It doesn't actually help men. Uh, that's why my channel's here. My channel is really designed to help men, right? I do try to sprinkle in a little bit of entertainment value just to keep you engaged. But really, the information I give out is useful information. At least I think so, anyway. So I'll bring you that conversation with Colt Strongcastle right after these words. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The time has come. Time to put up or shut up. For the last several months, people have been asking me, are you really going to fight Glenn Lawrence? Are you really going to settle things like men in the center of a ring? The answer's always been, hell yes. 
The question is, how do you get tickets? Unfortunately, you can't see it live in person. Big Valley Wrestling says something about liabilities or whatever, but it is going to be filmed. So while we're flying out to Vegas and we're settling things in the ring October 7th at Fall Fight Club, you won't be able to see it until a week or two later on pay-per-view. But the good news is you can buy your tickets now. If you go to fight.comeonmanpod.com or click the link in my bio, you can get your tickets and secure your seat to the fight of the century. It's going to be the first ever Manosphere fight that actually takes place. A lot of these guys in the space talk a good game. They like to beef with each other and challenge each other to boxing matches. But unlike those jabronis, Glenn and I are putting our money where our mouths are. And we're actually going to do it. If you want to support me, your world, Manosphere champion, buy your tickets now. You're not going to miss it. All right, joining me this week is Colt Strongcastle. I've known him for quite a while. He, we've been following each other since back in the TikTok days. I think you're off TikTok now. He he used to he came on uh, the Fantastic Four one time back when I was still doing the Fantastic Four, and Colt has some gripes. He's got some beef with uh, with the Manosphere, and uh, he wanted a platform to to talk about his his gripes. And I was like, Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's talk about this shit. <laughs> What's going on, man? Man, just hanging out, working, trying to get it all done so I can get it all done. You know, it never ends on the ranch. Yeah, 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 that's right. So you, uh, what kind of ranch do you work at? You said it's a, a deer ranch? Yeah, we raise wild, or we raise red deer. So Okay. Yeah, they're, they're big animals, man. The other day we were out there, had to, had a few that are, you know, they're starting to rub out, coming out of velvet, had to dart them, knock them down and all that kind of stuff. You know, what it got it turned into a rodeo. It really did. You know, you got to use a certain amount of medication to get it all just right. And you know, apparently these deer are getting used to it. So it's like we start out with a certain dosage, and one deer, it's like, all right, we start out with this much, and it's like, okay, he's down. Go over there and try to mess with him. All of a sudden, he jumps up. It's like grabbing by the antlers and having to wrestle him around. And yeah, and the next next one, same thing. It's like, all right, well, this one's bigger, so we need to use more. And he goes down, same thing. Get on top of him, and it's like. I'm sitting there trying to pick him up so I can get some pictures for him. And he stands up and, hey, guess what? You know someone who's been bucked off a deer. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, yeah I think you were posting pictures of that on Twitter. All right. You, yeah. you stand over the, the deer. Dude, I um, not deer, but deer, when, I was 14, yeah. when I was 14 years old, I went hunting. And my, I, 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 was, I woke up to the sound of gunfire. Right? I get up. I get dressed real quick. Put on my orange. Grab my rifle. I, I go outside. My brother and my uncle or my cousin had uh, dropped two elk, right? Oh man! And um, elk are big fucking creatures, mm. and so my brother was all out of ammo, and and it, my my cousin only had one round left, and you know I had I had three in my magazine. In Colorado, you were only allowed to have three, and so we would go walking down to go check on the the elk, and the first one we come to is this big fucking bull right? This big ass bull. He's trying to get up. He's not, he's not, you know, dead yet. He's trying to get up. And my cousin's like, at first my cousin, who's a total, total dipshit. He goes, let's just, let's just let him die. Let's let him die. Hold on. Hold on. And I'm 14. So I'm like, okay, whatever you say, cuz, you know, and, uh, he's a cousin by marriage too. And so he, he, we're waiting there and this elk just, it's not dying and it wants to get up. And so he goes, all right. He goes up to it, points his rifle at its head, 
turns his head like away like this and then pulls the trigger. Well, when he does that, the the the, the barrel went right above the, the elk's head. And when he shot, the bullet went right over its head. The elk sat there for a fucking minute, was like, I'm not dead. Fuck you. And it got up and charged my cousin. I was like, holy fuck. And I'm 14, you know? And he's just like, shoot it. Shoot that son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know? And so I shot its front shoulder out because my dad always said, aim for the shoulder because they can't run without the front shoulder. And so I shot its front shoulder out. It fucking nosedived. And then he comes over, grabs the gun, and just fucking and shot it, right? But it's like, <laughs> you fucking dumbass. If you just did that from the, the start, you know, this wouldn't have even been an issue. But yeah, those things, like, they're... A lot of people they they think they're cute, you know, deer and elk and all this stuff. Oh, they're cute. No, they'll fuck you up, dude. They are dangerous as shit. Yeah, super dangerous. And it, like, of course, you know, during the winter time, that's when their breeding season is. So they're <laughs> super aggressive. They're just packed full of testosterone. They will fight you, no problems. They do not yeah. care. Yeah, because it's yeah. that's the rut. That's what they're doing, right? Yeah. They're fight. They're fighting for dominance so that they have access to all that poon. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, let's talk about the manosphere. <laughs> all right, man. So, so all right, just I'm just gonna dive right on in. All right. So, yeah. One of the things that I think is gonna have to happen pretty quick. I'm not. I've seen in some of y'all's conversations. I, I think people are starting to realize something is changing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think people are starting to see that there is kind of a at least some of the you know the actual true red pill guys are seeing that there is a huge problem right? A huge problem has happened. And there's going to be this reconciliation that I think that's going to have to happen in the manosphere, even in the red pill people, is mm -hmm. that the landscape is always changing, okay? Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously the dating strategy for today is not the same as it was 10 years ago versus 20 years ago versus, eight, you know, all that. It's, it's always constantly changing. So, you know, there, there's something that we're, we're going to have to come to grips with that, right? So it's like we can't get into the idea that it's, you know, this idea of, you know, oh, it's always going to be this way, and this is just the way it is. No, we have to be able to adapt and evolve. Okay. When you when you say uh, the landscape's changing, what do you what do you mean by that? Okay, so like you know, again, like I said about the dating strategies. So and then you know some kind of you know, and there's also what the political stuff that's going to happen, social stuff that's going to happen. That's just <laughs> going to change the way the landscape of dating is. So like technology, right? Obviously, the last twenty years. Dating has changed completely. Yeah, I've seen you write about, you know, post stuff about this, about like dating apps. It's like 90% of relationships now develop online. It yeah. used to be 20%. Like 10 years ago, it was 20%. Now it's 90%. Yeah. So clearly the landscape is changing. The strategy has to change. We're got to do different stuff. You know, versus. What, 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 one thing I think I, I'd say about that, and people like fight me on this, is that uh, I think it's gotten easier. Like I think dating's gotten easier with the invention of dating apps. It's just most guys don't know how to use the dating apps. But fuck, when I was like a teenager, like when I was in the Navy before I, I got married, I mean, you actually had to get in a car and go cruising down the, you know, go into the mall. You had to get in a car and go cruising down by the beach to, to, to pick up chicks. So you had to actually go talk to chicks in person in order to even get their numbers. And now it's like, I can sit at home and play video games pay for the premium version of Tinder and wait for chicks to, to swipe on me. You know, like how true. fucking easy is that? Like, how easy is that? And that is true. I 100% agree. Like, yeah. I actually think online dating was actually easier 10 years ago than it is today. Like, there's, okay. like, you know, because Tinder, they make you pay for stuff and all that kind of, you know, if you really want to cut through the shit, 
you have to pay to do that. You have to pay for yeah. that ability. Right. So obviously, you know, we all we all know that women's inboxes are just full of everything and, you know, they're just not going to see you like, you know, back in the day, I, I have no idea about whenever you were married and whenever you got divorced and all that kind of stuff. But it's like there's POF when it first came out, dude, wild, wild west. Great place to be if you were a man, you know, uh, Chuck Kohout, he always talked about that. Hey, he had a prompt and all that kind of stuff. Dude, I did the same shit. Like, I learned that yeah. on Sunday night, everyone is on POF. Just have you a cut and paste message and just shotgun blast that all across. You know, everyone you come across, just have something really good to cut through the shit and send it right when they're online. And you only send messages to chicks when they were online. That way they could see it. And if it was really good, and then you'd have like a good profile, you actually had to write a profile and, mm-hmm. you know, have it interesting. And it, it was always great. It was great, man. You could just you could cut through some shit super, super fast. You know, yeah. obviously now Tinder and everything is very superficial. You know, everything has got to be just, you know, perfect. Yeah, it really, uh, now it, it really comes down to four things. Uh, you got to have really good pictures. Your bio, actually less is more with your bio. And mm-hmm. then that's what's going to get you the matches. Because if you're not getting matches, it's like your pictures suck. That's really what it comes down to. Right. If you're getting matches and then you're not getting conversations, it's because your openers suck. You know, which I I uh, have an email list for people. I'm just gonna plug it real quick. If you get on the email list, I have 20 dating app openers. So when you say the copy and paste, th- you could do that with this list. Although I, I I recommend learning the concept behind it, not just relying on that. But uh, you can get that if you get on the email list. But yeah, it's I mean that's that's really what it comes down to. It's sort of like the openers and then how you close because a lot of guys will will chat with chicks for for days and weeks on end. And it's like the faster you get off the dating app, the the faster you're going to have success. And most guys are just too scared to do that. So, um, and then once you're on the, once you're on the date, it's like, that's a whole other story, but. So, you know, all right. So just quick as you bit, you know, brought up being the guys are afraid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is kind of one of the things that I think there's kind of like missing gaps in the manosphere and all this kind of stuff is the source of confidence. Right. Mm. So, and not only that, it's like, what do people do whenever they're starting, you know, especially young guys that are starting out in the world, you know, that's kind of like the, uh, and that, I'm sure you've seen this anywhere, you know, that, you know, you see about the job ads, you know, looking for an entry level position must have 10 years of experience. <laughs> right. And it's kind of, that's always a wish list though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with like dating, you know, it's like, they're always wanting confidence and the guys are like, well, how the hell do I have confidence whenever, you know, I have no, com- you know, develop that. Right. And it's kind of one of those things that I see with a guy, you know, and I hear, you know, the man spirit preaches it a lot, you know, have confidence, confidence, got to be the alpha male and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, great. But how do you get there? And then on top of that, what actually, what can we actually define confidence as? Right. Mm-hmm. So, and like one of the first things it's like, okay, starting out, it's like, it, it's, it's courage, right? It in confidence, it's courage. You got to take that first step. If you're scared, you know, that's the, that's one of the hurdles, the gaps that I see there. Like, how do we convince, men who aren't good at this to have enough, you know, how do we give them the courage to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the big gaps on that. And then on top of that, it's like, what is actually, comp- you know, a lot of people, you know, fake it till you make it and that's okay. But, you know, but, and really to me, I think we kind of talked about this before and it's like, you know, the source of confidence isn't something that just happens to you. And it's something that you have to develop through success. I know a lot of people say, just get out there and keep trying. It doesn't matter how much you fail. But in my opinion, 
All right, confidence is only born through success. You learn, that's how you learn. You learn through success, not through failures. The only thing failure teaches you is not to do that again unless you're an idiot and you keep doing making the same mistakes. And if that's the case, you're you're kind of hopelessly lost. You know, if you don't learn yeah. to not repeat the same mistake, you're screwed. But at the yeah. same time, you can infinitely fail, right? Before you learn how to succeed. The only the only problem the only problem I have with with that saying hey you have to succeed in order to feel confidence is that 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 by itself will keep people back because they're focused on the current their current circumstance and when they're focused on their current circumstance that just feeds that doubt and and right. and, um, and stuff in their head and and so um, that's the only problem I see with that otherwise I agree with you I I, I heard a really good quote today I'm listening to a book by Andrew Cap. Andrew Cap wrote the last law of attraction book you ever need to read. He he just came out with a new book called Just Feel Good. And, he, and I wrote this down today and the quote is consistency leads to momentum. Momentum then brings results. Results bolster your confidence and enthusiasm and then your confidence and enthusiasm further fuel your consistency. So I think that's more of a uh, a realistic message that you could tell people, you know, that if you're just consistent with it, you'll start seeing results and then those results will build that confidence. And I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely like, it's kind of one of those things I've become in reject, rejection proof. You know, the more uh -huh. it happens to you, the less it hurts. You know, it's like, you yeah. Stop staring. And, that's, you know, that's and a, you basically realize too, it's a numbers game in the end. It's like, you're going to get rejected most of the time anyway. Yeah. You know, that, so that's, that's one thing too. I, I tell guys too, is, uh, you know, if, if you're really, if you don't have the courage because you're afraid of that rejection, then make rejection the goal, right? You know, go out and try to get rejected by five chicks today. Right. right. Cause then when you get rejected, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I, I just, I succeeded. Right. I, I got right. that success right. and then you're not afraid of it anymore. You know, right. and, and you know, this is whether the, I know this is not necessarily like natural or the best, thing but like one of my secret weapons is yeah. alcohol you know <laughs> you lose the inhibition and just yeah. go out there and just start spewing some mad shit you know I, and just I, see what happens it's funny i had a i have a, a client one of my one of my um uh, he's uh, he's on from the patreon i moved all this stuff over to gumroad now but uh he's still a lot he's grandfathered into the to the patreon and the other day he was telling me he's like dude honestly He's like, if I, he's like, I feel more confident once I've had a few drinks, but he's like, I feel like it's a crutch. I go, dude, a win's a win. Mm -hmm. Dude, if that, if that, if that's what takes to get you to go talk to chicks, who fucking cares? You know, like drink, he, cause he was looking at it like, oh, you know, it's kind of a loser thing. I'm like, says who? Drinking's actually socially, uh, you know, socially acceptable. As long as you're not getting fully fucking smashed then it's okay. Like it's okay. If you need take a couple, you know, social lubricants and then go do it fucking do it you know whatever works yeah no i totally agree doesn't matter how you get there so long as you get there right yeah yeah so okay now even that though you kind of have to think about this too all right so we're teaching these people how to do all these things and i think this is something that we really need to focus on is yeah. an accountability part right okay so all right so you know and this you may not believe me but I think this has definitely had a profound effect on society. I really do. You know, like I was into this stuff, you know, years and years ago, you know, I started this almost 20 years ago in some of these spaces on the internet and doing all these things before I was red pill before red pill was red pill. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, looking into all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I do think there's a journey that happens. You know, it's like you start out maybe learning pickup artistry stuff and then kind of move on from that and go into different things and learn how to build my actual relationships stuff of that nature. But, you know, with the accountability part of it, I think that, you know, there's one, a lot of people in the manosphere are just out there to be giving, they're just out there giving validation to pissed off dudes, right? That's mm. all they're, that's all mm -hmm. they want to, you know, it, that, and it's kind of a grip, you know, it's like, they're just, you know, come, you know, all like the MGTOW guys, the incel dudes. And it's just yeah. about validating these people failure, you know, it's, you know, it's not your fault. It's them. And it's, so when, you know, when you say accountability, are you talking about uh, the guys that are like, we got to hold women accountable like that, that stuff or no, I mean, yes and no. Okay. So it's kind of a, it's a two way. So, all right. I think it's a two way street. I think that we need to recognize that we are actually having an effect on women as well. All right. I think it's, I think it's emerging, you know, like there's studies coming out there that now there's actually, you know, women are becoming more and more celibate and it, like, it's just, it's happening to both of us. It really is. It's happening to both of us. And I think this is, you know, these conversations that are blasted all over the internet is a big problem with it. You know, the same thing with how, you know, fashion is always changing, right? And what we believe, what we perceive as beautiful is always changing. Whereas, you know, Marilyn Monroe probably wouldn't be the hottest woman on the planet today. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing, you know, same things like, still would. I, you know, do what? <laughs> I said still would. Oh, yeah. You know, same thing with <laughs> Pamela Anderson. You know, she wouldn't be the hottest woman on the planet. Today. You know, it's like everything is changing. Mm -hmm. So we have to, and the only reason that, that works is because men are buying into it, right? We're supporting that. So obviously we're having some, something is happening on their end too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to get too political. Obviously there was the, you know, the new feminism stuff that was clearly born out of politics in my opinion, but you know, and they just ran with it and, and it's kind of, you know, same thing, like on the accountability side, it's like, you know, they basically decided that they had none. Right. I mean, we could go into that. I, I don't want to get into that, mm -hmm. but you know, obviously it's like I was raised with the ideals. Like, oh, you can't sexualize, you know, women aren't objects, but it turns out now that yeah, with a subscription, they are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's actually one of the things uh, that it, it, I don't know if you've read it. Have you read uh, Rolo's fifth book? No, I only the read player's the handbook. Player's handbook has some stuff in there about how women actually do really like to be sexually objectified. Yeah. And when, and, it, and they say they don't, but they do when it's like a real hot guy, they love it. And then when they start getting older and they start losing their attractiveness because of time, you know, natural, they, they, they miss it. Right. That's part of the reason why they hit the wall. And it's not to say that, you know, you know, they get ugly. Right. Because you can, there's hot women in their fifties. Right. Oh yeah. Sure. That's not, that's, that's not it. It's it's, but they, but they realize that, Hey, I don't get treated the same as I did when I was 24 or 23. And that's the wall, right. It's, it's right. a mental thing. And so, uh, so when they, when they stop getting the cat calls, like that really impacts women because they're, it, they, they really start to notice it. You know what I mean? So they actually do like being sexually objectified. And then they objectify us too, right? We're success objects. They, you know, <laughs> Rich Cooper says that all the time. Well, you know, not to brag, but I'm pretty sure I'm a sex object. So I still get crabbed every once in a while on the bar. Cupid. Just, just sitting there, man, just doing nothing. It's the eye patch, dude. Those chicks are like, what's up with this fucking guy? Is he a pirate? I get called an assassin <laughs> all the time. They, they, you get called what? An assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I can see it. 
It's like, oh, are you assassin? It's like, why are you trying to end up at the bottom of the lake? Yeah. It's like, what's up? No, but you know, I would own that shit, and I'd be like, yeah. Mm. Hey, well, one of the best comebacks, one of the best quips I ever had. Some chick was talking to me about the pirate stuff, and it's like, hey, guess what? And it's like, hey, I'll shiver your timbers if you blow me down. <laughs> so, make it work, man. Yeah. Make it work. For the, for the people that are listening on audio, he's got a pretty badass eye patch. You guys, you guys have to come over to the YouTube channel one of these days and check it out. It's a, it's a, is it rattlesnake? Yeah, it's Diamondback rattlesnake, man. It, it, if you guys didn't know too, so he Colt talked about this uh, back on the Fantastic Four, but he yeah, well, let me he just tell a, a story real quick. I lost yeah, my yeah. eating pussy, man. You, <laughs> okay, okay. What's when the you story get that now? Thing, when you get that thing excited, it starts snapping back, buddy. Okay, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave, we'll leave it, it there. All right, you know, okay, so like another thing with the accountability stuff too, it's like we, I think the Manosphere needs to recognize too that we're turning into just as bad as the, the like the flip side of everything. I mean, we're turning into the alphabet squad. I can't even keep up with this shit anymore. I don't know, you know, there's red pill, black pill, white pill, all this other crazy, yeah. you know, the incels, the MGTOW. It, it, we're turning into the alphabet squad. It, it's so insane. It's so insane. And, and like there's a part of me that I think, you know, what is red pill needs to either re-identify it, you know, identity politics where, you know, either do like a rebranding thing and leave all these people behind. I really do. Just dump them. Dump yeah. them off. You know? I think I think uh I think Ryan Stone might agree with you with that, right? Because there's a lot of people that'll they'll come into the space, they'll start talking about red pill stuff, and then they'll go off on tangents and then they'll go, I'm leaving the red pill. All right. And you're like, and, and Ryan's like, get the fuck out anyway. Like you never were red pill to begin with. And so Ryan's like, good, fucking good. You know, or, or when people are like, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, staying away from the red pill labeling. He's like, fucking good. You know? And I, I kind of agree with that. It's like, why should, it's almost like, why should we have to change when you guys are the ones that are fucked up? But then again, branding's branding. So I, yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, and it's kind of one of the things we got, like, I think, you know, Whatever it's going to become, whatever it is, need, like we need to re to act, really ask some questions, serious questions about what happened, right? I think we need to do, do the whole who, what, when, where, why. Mm -hmm. and, you know, for, you know, I, I kind of I have an idea of all this. Obviously, there you know the the stuff, the masks and everything. Uh huh. And I think that had a lot to do with it. like it because it was still very underground stuff even before that. Like if you ever actually Googled dating advice and stuff like that, went to YouTube. What you would find was actually guys talking, like actually, you'd see a lot of videos of guys going out in public and running game, right? Yeah. And like they'd even talk, you know, it's like even talking about how you should like move and all that kind of stuff. It's like that was the dating, that was the main dating advice that was on the internet before all this happened. All of a sudden, everyone was sitting at home and, you know, bitching because no one's getting laid, you know, and all this other stuff with politics yeah. happened. And TikTok blew up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you get basically, yeah, and that's another thing. It's like, so that's kind of, then comes the grift, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing this. They're just throwing out hot takes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, no offense to you, Paul, but everyone's got a fucking book. <laughs> everyone's got merch and all that kind yeah. of and, and even blows my mind, too, with like the MGTOW stuff. Even the MGTOW guys have like books and merch and all that kind of stuff. It's like, why, do you, why are you even having this conversation? It's yeah. like, why, why are you in this space trying to do this shit if you don't care? Why are you here? You know, right. it's like a lot of the MGTOW advice is like, go to the gym, buy my shit. 
it's like if you were really MGTOW and you didn't care, it's like, go get pizza. Tell me what your favorite ice cream is. That's what, what, one of the things that, yeah, my, my, I have a, I have a beef with the, the fucking MGTOW guys and I, I'll bring it up a lot. Um, and one, one thing that I will do, right, with the hot takes is, uh, it's very, it's very kayfabe though. It's very pro wrestling, but I will do videos just, you know, like, like short form videos just straight calling out the MGTOW guys, right? Calling them quitters and whatever. And that gets them really fucking riled up. It's so yeah. easy to get the MGTOW and the Black Pill community guys fucking riled up. It's so, so fucking easy. And the one of the reasons why I do it though is because there are, there's, there's legit MGTOW guys, right? There's guys that really, they're just done with it all and they're going their own way. Those guys, you don't even see them online. Right. right. The, the right. guys, the guys, they're, they're literally, they're out there living their best life. My brother's one. Right. My brother has a gold mine. He lives like a fucking homeless person. Doesn't fucking care about women. He's happy. Right. N you never see him online. Right. But these other fucking assholes are online. Just uh, they'll, they'll come in my comments, talk mad shit. And what I find is that a lot of those guys are just trying to convince themselves. You yeah, know, that's what I'm saying. It's like the validation seeking. Yeah. Right. So they'll, they'll go in there, they'll, they'll drop the comments. So I usually ask them like, Hey, are you trying to convince me or trying to convince yourself? Right. Right. Because a lot of them are. And what I'll find is out of maybe a hundred of those douchebags, I I'll get one guy who really hasn't given up yet. And they'll, they just are like, they're, they're just in a bad spot and they, they, they hear the message and they go, okay, maybe this guy's onto something. And then they go out and they try it. Right. And they go, oh, shit, this actually works. And right. then they and then they find themselves in healthy relationships and they're like, fuck, dude, you know, I, I was in a bad spot. I have them on the podcast all the time. So I, I will poke the bear, those guys fucking bear to try to get the, the one or two guys that are in the wrong spot, in the wrong space to come over and realize, hey, life doesn't have to be misery, you know, For so sure. I'll do that. I'll do that. But yeah, those guys, those guys are toxic as fuck. They're, they're not helping anybody. They're just keeping people in a state of perpetual fucking doom and gloom. Doesn't help anybody. You know, like I said, I think, it, I think they're kind of a grift. They're a grift, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're whole, a lot of their platforms are literally based on validating yeah. you saying, fuck it, you know? And then and again, it's, you need to just focus on yourself, bro. Go make money, go to the gym, buy my shit. Right. <laughs> And that's and it really like so many of them are like that and it's just like what the fuck and then on top of that a lot of them too i've noticed they just spew false information just <laughs> flat out false information that can be easily just you know very simply just googling some shit and find yeah. out that it's not true like know? like uh like for instance do you have a do you have a, a for instance names no 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 not i'm not talking about naming creators names but but a specific uh you know okay, stat so that they throw out the divorce rate, right? Okay. A lot of them amp up the divorce rate. You know, they'll be like, oh, it's like 60, 70%, all that kind of stuff. And that's true in geographical regions, right? Probably yeah. in the Northeast, that's true. In Southern California, that's probably true. But on a national average, not even fucking close. And mm. then on top of that, you know, and that's even like the whole 50-50 marriage myth. Uh, it's just not true. Like all marriages, yes. But no one ever, ever, ever stopped to think about what is the rate of failure in the first marriage, right? And that's actually kind of, it's not just super great, but it's a hell of a lot lower than 70%. It's like right now, I think the national average for first marriage, 
divorces is like around like 35%. So I think maybe even less. You know, so uh, that's the national average. It, it is true that mar- marriage rates are down, mm-hmm. and that's probably a better thing. It really is. I think I, so. I, I heard um, so there was a. Uh, I don't. I hate. I fucking hate statistics. I think statistics are bullshit in general. Um, they only tell a part of the story. You know. Right. Uh, one one thing. I I I don't think you like Pearl too much, right? Um, Pearl. I did it first. At first. Yeah. You know, at first she was kind of giving good art. You know, like she was going on Vice and like really having logical debates with you know women's d- delusions. Like she was attacking women delusions, right? Yeah. Now it's just kind of she just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, yeah. She she was on uh, the Saucecast months ago. She was debating Hafiz, a guy named Hafiz. I don't fucking follow any of these people. <laughs> I occasionally see Pearl stuff pop up, but I, I like I I've never even heard of Hafiz until this. And he's a uh, he's a very like a, a traditional conservative type guy. So he's very he's very much like pushing for marriage. And he was saying the same thing, like, uh, you know, the 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 divorce rates actually down. And she was arguing that the reason why it's down is because people aren't marrying as much. But and so it's like, who fucking knows? I don't I don't know. Um, one thing like, are you are you like pro marriage? Like, do you, you think people should get married or? It depends. You know, that's the golden question. It depends. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I do think who you choose to marry is probably the most important decision you ever make in your entire life because, oh, sure. it, you know, it can either make you or break you. Right. Uh, you know, I do think the question needs to be asked. OK, so this is actually another point that I was going to get at, too, is like whether the red was like, why aren't we asked? Like, you never see happy couples in this space. Right. It's uh, always I know it's, it's it's usually one person or the other. It's never the couple. You get what I'm saying? And it's never older couples either. And I know what I said earlier. It's like, you know, the landscape is always changing. So things might always change a little bit. But at the same time, it's like there's got to be something there that's just kind of like a baseline that so many people are missing. You know, it's like you you never you don't ever see these people, you know, talking to their grandma and grandpa. Hey, how did you make it? And all that kind of stuff. And, And I understand that there's a very big question that can be asked is like, you know, relationship fulfillment. You know, and that I do believe that's an important one because there is a certain people who are just going to stay married. Just fuck it because, you yeah, know, for whatever reason. And I do think, you know, find the happy people and ask them. But at the same time, I don't think the happy people give a shit and they don't want to be a part of our misery. Right? Yeah, most. <laughs> mo- most yeah, I think you're, I think there's something to that. Like people that have been married for like 50 years, they're still like enthusiastically fucking and like they're, they're not online in this space they're just living their best life you know exactly um one thing i will say like so so it's so funny he's almost like damned if he does damned if he doesn't but rollo has been married 27 years now mm-hmm. and he doesn't parade his wife out there because he's he protects her an- anonymity uh but according to him they're very happily married and they're still enthusiastically banging so you know, I, you sort of have to take his word for it, I guess. Ryan Stone, he's been with his girl. He he has a common law marriage. He's been with the same girl for, I think, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, according to him, you know, it's it's good. But same thing. He protects her anonymity. Uh, Cappy, of all people, right? He's been with his girl. And I met her. I met her a couple of times. Uh, cute gal, you know, definitely in his frame. Uh, 
she, she, he's been with her for 20 fucking years. You know what I mean? So it's like, these guys are, you know, uh, I, I, I know for a fact because I've actually been up to Cappy's house and hung out with him. So I actually know that's that for a fact, haven't had the opportunity to meet Mrs. Tomasi yet, but, um, I'm sure that day will cat that that day will come eventually. But uh, I mean, th these guys do exist, but they're they're just not parading it around because you know there's all these people that want the receipts, you know. Right. And, and um, I at least I, I try to post pictures of myself and Nurse Chick, but I, to protect her anonymity, I put right. the you know the heart eyes emoji. Right. But that's what she I'm... looks like anyway, because she's got that genuine desire, you know. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> I mean, I definitely understand that part of aspect of it. You know, if they don't want to be in that stuff, yeah, fine, respect it. Yeah. You know, they got their own lives to live to. And, you know, um, you know, both of my brothers, you know, they met their current wives when they were teenagers, and they're still, you know, they're older, they're in their forties, pushing fifties, and all that kind of stuff, and they're been rocking along. And yeah. it's kind of one of those things too. It's like, okay, you don't actually always. You know, there, there's going to be problems. There always is. There's always going to be a rough patch, no matter what you do in any kind of situation, any kind of sure thing. It, it's just going to happen. You know, it's just going to happen. You just got to weather the storm and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was even kind of thinking about it before today, before we were doing this. It's kind of like you know, you know, if I'm, I've always kind of been a guy who wants to go against the stream and all that kind of stuff, and just a bit of a rebel. So it's like you know, if I ever find the secret to happiness, it's like you know what, I think I might keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so okay and that's kind of like another thing you know there's you see the guys that talk about that and this is a true this is what i was kind of talking about earlier you know like we always have to be mindful of the landscape and be you know be able to adapt be able to evolve and all that kind of stuff it's like you and it's a, it's a true so uh you remember I, I remember recommending that book the game to you do you remember that section in the, in the book wherever they're in sunset strip and he's trying to you know he got flustered by some girl and he's decided he's going to go hit up every woman and he's trying to throw out all these pickup lines and like i've been asked that three times tonight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that's near the end of the book yeah um uh neil strauss yeah. he he goes out and does runs game and it turns out that they've oversaturated the market with the game yeah yeah you know so yeah. they're selling you know they're selling all this stuff to guys and I've seen that guys talk, you know, and it, and it is a valid point. And it's like, okay, well, if we're all being these top dog out, you know, doing everything everybody says, then everyone becomes the same. It, it's it's kind of like it's a sexual arms race is what it is. You know, it, once you get to this point and you're doing all these things that everyone else is doing, it becomes the normal thing. And the women are always just going to want the next best thing. You know, what what's different? That's what they always yeah. focus on is the different thing. They don't want what's available. They want what's different. So, I mean, that, yeah, so, you, that's, you guys, you guys stand out. Well, one thing I will say about that, it's kind of like, um, I kind of liken it to the law of attraction, right? I'm a big law of attraction guy. Right. And one of the things that like I, you learn in the law of attraction is that not everybody wants billions of dollars, right? Not everybody wants their soulmate. Like the people want different things. And, and, and also you'll find once you're in this space and you're talking to most guys, most guys don't do the fucking work. They just, no. they, it's just mental masturbation. They just, they tune into the podcast. They listen to every fucking episode and do absolutely fucking nothing with it. Right. And so they might learn all the tips and tricks for the game, but they won't apply it. So there's only right. a small subset of guys that actually apply it. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. Honestly. See, and that actually, you know, okay. And that kind of goes back to the, uh, well, it's not so much that it's not, okay. But here's the thing. Obviously, this has gone mainstream. 
right? Yeah, yeah, it has. So, all thank right. you, Andrew so, Tate. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, same with Brian Atlas. You know, fresh and fit. Uh, Kevin Samuels, all of that. You know, and, yeah. you know, and that, and of course that kind of thing too. Again, that's kind of more of a, it, you know, they all brand themselves as dating advice, but really it's just entertainment. You know, it, this yeah. is the huge, massive sounding board for the grievances of both sides. Uh, you know, all of it. You know, whether you're traditional, progressive, male, it's just a, it's just a sounding board, and they never get anywhere with anything. You know, and that's kind of like another problem too with that kind of stuff. You see that with this, even with the host of all these shows, that like they get into this, and and you can tell it's warping their minds too, right? And, and you know, and they start coming out, even though they're very influential and all this kind of stuff. And you know, they ask them, it's like, oh, you know, what are your requirements? What would it take? And it's this crazy list, crazy list of all these things that they must have. You know, can't have this, can't do this. Just completely unrealistic expectations. It's like you're never gonna find these girls. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Like the, a body count less than five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you like know, where, are you, where are you going to fucking meet these chicks at the convent? Like, what are you? Where are you going? Yeah, dude. For it's like, even like the whole body count thing. It's like okay, yes, there, there's probably some validity behind you know the whole success rate and higher body. You know, I, I completely agree that there probably is something there, but you're never gonna know. You're yeah. never gonna, you're never gonna figure that out. You know, you know yeah. I mean, it's just it's just kind of like the risk, the risk and the cost of doing business. It's just it is what it is. You're not going to get around it. So yeah. you, you just got to, you know, do your best to vet and kind of hang back and wait and see. And that's all you can do. Like, have I, you, have, I know a guy that, you know, yeah, he his wife, whenever they were dating. Awesome. You know, she put out all the time, did all the freaky shit. As soon as they got married, done. And he even asked her about it. And he's like, what's the deal? And she's like, I got the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he flat out told him, I got what I wanted. And yeah. you know, and he, I can't say he's, you know, he doesn't do a lot of things that are so great, but I can't blame him. You know, it's like, what are you going to do about it? That's what, uh, uh, actually, I've read, I've read uh, The Rational Mail for the second time. And the first time I read it, the first time I read it, I had a very negative uh, viewpoint of Red Pill. Right. I had this idea that red pill was, you know, fucking about man hating, you know, guys and this guy, Rolo Tomasi, he, he hates women. And so I went into this book because people, so many people were recommending it. I was like, okay, let me read this book. So I listened to it on audio. And uh, first of all, Sam Botta reads the, the, the audio version. And so it's not even Rolo's voice. Right. And so I'm listening to it with this preconceived notion that red pill is about hating women. And so I listened to it that way that bias. And I was like, this book, this book is all about hating women. They make some good points, but it's very negative, condescending kind of shit. And now that I've like, I, I know Rolo, I know, you know, I know Ryan, I know I've met Rich Cooper, like all that kind of stuff. I'm, I, I go back and listen to it the second time. I don't hear it the same way. Right. I actually hear it, hear it for, for the, the, you know, the actual information. And one of the things that Rolo talks about is, is that dynamic, right? The dynamic of once you get into a committed relationship, usually marriage, women have zero competition anxiety anymore, you know? And so that's where the idea of dread game comes in. Now, a lot of people have the wrong fucking idea of dread game, right? They, um, I, in fact, I, so, so I, I told you before we started recording, I pre-recorded the, uh, you know, the live stream, you know, this upcoming live stream that I have. Cause I, cause uh, at the time of the recording, I was getting ready to go to England, 
by the time this comes out, I've already been to England and I'm back again. There's a space time continuum here, but, but, uh, I did an episode on 13 toxic dread game, uh, recommendations from Royce. And and do do you know who Royce is? I can't say I'm very familiar with them, though. So Royce is one of the original three R's of the Manosphere, right? So you have Rolo, Roosh, and Royce. They were like the three guys that started Red Pill. And Royce has this this chapter in this book. I got it right here because I did it this morning, right? It's called Hartiste on Game. Dude, it's some toxic fucking shit. There's no, like, I do not recommend anything that he says in that, but, but like I learned from Ryan stone that there's passive ways that you can do dread to instill that competition anxiety in a long-term relationship, a long-term monogamous relationship where your girl's like, okay, I still got to step up my game. I can't just stop doing the freaky shit. Like I still got to do that. Right. And you keep the fire alive. There's ways of doing it, you know, but yeah, a lot of guys don't talk about that stuff. I've seen like it can kind of backfire, but I think it probably works in the long run. I mean, yeah, it really it depends on how you do it. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've seen it play out in real life. You know, it's like just having a social gathering and, you know, someone I knew that was married, all of a sudden this chick is just giving him a ton of attention and his wife is just getting more pissed and pissed and pissed at the, by the minute, you know, mm-hmm. it's like he would just say something to me and then this chick would start laughing I, you know, him and his this chick and the wife would both start laughing, and then the wife, you know, boom, just shooting daggers at the other girl and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, I bet you, know, you she, I bet you she went home and fucked your friend's brain out that night. Nope, <laughs> he got put on the couch that night. I was there. Oh, he did, huh? Well, then it also sounds like he does also didn't have frame, right? Because ah. if you if you have if you maintain that frame and she's in that frame, she'll fuck your brains out when right, she sees dude, that shit happen. I, I gave him a lot of shit, like, you know, I mean, a lot of alcohol involved, and I was giving him shit. It's like, dude, it's like, fuck that. That's your bed. You need to go in there and fucking lay in it. If she has a problem, she can leave. And he yeah. jumps up, you're right. <laughs> he runs in there and then comes back, and, you know, he's sleeping on the couch. It's like, what's going on? Well, now it's my choice. It's like, okay, bro. <laughs> now, now it's your choice. Okay, pal. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to deal with her shit. A lot of uh, one thing I learned from Dr. Robert Glover is that a lot of guys run away from um, women's emotional outbursts, right? Oh, they, sure. they, yeah. they, they, whatever it takes to to stop that from happening, they're like, okay, whatever. I just want her happy. I don't want her yelling at me, right? Well, that the thing is about women's emotional outbursts, they they need that. It that creates uh, heat. That creates. Um, healthy emotional anticipation and tension, right? That which right. builds attraction. So it's almost like women crave indignation and they need it and they need you to be their dopamine dealer by giving it to them. And so you just need to let them fucking do it and just not be phased by it, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's, I do, I really do think that there is a lot of truth in what's going on here. And yeah. so, and that's, you know, kind of one of the other things that I think that, needs to happen in this space is legitimization right oh yeah i think there's a lot of stuff out there going on where they were you know these theories and the dogmatic views you know and dogma is just you know opinions that everyone just accepts as fact right right so but there's you know and a big thing is a lot of people use science to back up their opinion or their theories right and yeah. I, I think this would be one of the best things that could ever help this sphere is rather than using science to back up the opinions let science scrutinize the opinions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. so, I, mean, I know there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, there's the book Atomic Attraction. They always go into scientific studies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And 
and that's great. But at the same time, you know, again, a lot of people go out there and will say these things and everyone just, you know, takes it as the truth, you know, what the black pill got stuff, you know, uh, you know, just all of it. Yeah. It, you know, okay. So like, you know, even just for an example, like I had a conversation with a guy a while back and he was just going on. It's like, oh no, the red pill needs to start teaching women how to be more traditional, all that kind of stuff. And I was telling him, it's like, you know, no, that's not what it's about. You know, it's like, you know, there's, you got to be accountable for yourself, right? You got to yeah. do the work. You got to be this person. Oh, well, all these women have all these high expectations, all that kind of stuff. And that may be true. I don't disagree with that fact, but it's like, bro, it's like, I guarantee you, you get on Instagram, you know, I can pull up my Instagram right now and hit search and it's going to be nothing but titties. Yep. Right. And it's just like, you're getting full, you know, and it's something that guys, you know, we, we lay that on women too, that they have all these crazy high expectations. That's probably what they're getting flooded with on the internet. And guys are the same way. You know, we're getting just flooded with, you know, the most amazing women possible that are probably digitally altered. Even the AI women are starting to look better than real women. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, holy crap, man, you're getting flooded with this thinking that's what you're going to find out there in the real world. And I told the dude, it's like, it's like, when is the last time you saw one of them in the wild? It's like, you never see them anywhere, ever. Unless you're go, unless you're like going to the you know titty bars or Hooters and all that kind of stuff. If you live in a place like L.A., you know Miami, maybe you see right. really hot fucking Instagram model type chicks, but most of the time you're not going to see them like that. Hmm. Um, sometimes you go. That's why there's like a big push for the passport bros, right? Like, because um, I was just talking to a guy the other day um, in the space. I don't want to name names because he he was showing me his Tinder and he's he's living down in Costa Rica. I think. And he was showing me his Tinder and like the chicks that he's, he's, he's pulling down in, in Costa Rica are like, are that level, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. You know, that's great. Um, but I'm not willing to move to another fucking country. I happen to right. like it. Yeah. So I, I like, I happen to like the American chicks nurse chicks actually in really great shape, you know? So like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm cool with that, you know, but um, yeah, you know, some guys have unrealistic expectations, expectations. Yeah. Um, it, what, what else were you saying about that? You were saying, um, what was your other point about that? Well, the women have it too. They have unrealistic oh. expectations, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 are- not about changing women. They're like, Oh, we need to teach women that I always tell guys like, look, you're not going to change all women. Right. No. All you can do is change yourself and how you act towards these women. And then like you sort of need to think globally, but act locally, like worry about your own fucking relationship and how you lead that interaction. And then other people will see that and it eventually will spread out, but you're never going to go online and be like, women, you need to do this. Cause women will be like, fuck you. I can get whatever I want. Yeah. They have, they have the simp army behind them, you know? Yeah. And, And, you know, and again, that's okay. That comes back to, again, the whole accountability thing. All right. You know, all these people are mad at OF girls. It's like, you're never going to see that chick anyway. <laughs> you know, it's like, why yeah. are you mad at her? Oh, you know? uh, this, I, uh, I just posted a meme about this the other day, but um, so, you know, Rolo has been, Rolo and, and Mike Sartain have been on uh, fresh and fit, right? They also, they also host their own show uh, access Vegas, which I think is, have you watched access Vegas? No. So access Vegas, I would say is like, it's like fresh and fit, but educational, right? So they have hot hose on the show but they're not like yelling at them and holding them accountable and stuff. Like it's an actual education show. Like Rolo talks about red pill praxeology. Uh, 
Mike Sertain talks about evolutionary psychology and then the other chicks talk about their experience, right? It's like, right. oh, look at all this. Like we're all learning here and there's hot chicks with titties. This is amazing, right? Great format. <laughs> um, but you go on Fresh and Fit and they've been on there and what they'll, what, what they'll, they say behind the scenes and actually they've, they've said it on, on Access Vegas. So this isn't like inside baseball, like they'll, they, it's out there. But those fucking whores that go on, on access or on uh fresh and fit they they deal with like being berated these guys sending super chat hundred dollar super chats to tell these women off it's all rage bait right it gets these guys off saying oh i held that woman accountable by paying a hundred dollar super chat those same dipshits that are sending hundred dollar super chats then turn around and subscribe to those bitches only fans and those chicks that have OnlyFans actually go on there, deal with the bullshit because they'll get a thousand subscribers at 20 bucks a pop, 30 bucks a pop. You know what I mean? Like they're, 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 they're the real winners. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do like the whatever podcast. You know, I kind of watch that every once in a while. And like he, like they got the host of that show. He asked him, so did your subscribers bump up the last time you were here? And they're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They yeah. don't like, they, they deal with the nonsense from the, the chat of the incels and they're like, whatever. I just got fucking a hundred new subscribers. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> and it's just, you know, and it's just kind of like the whole thing is like you said, this is the rage. They think they got them and they held them accountable. Like I said, it's, you know, those things, you know, I, a lot, I, I, I like them because they're kind of toxic every once in a while. They might, someone might come up with a good point and it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, that's, you know, I get that. But, you know, again, it's, it's just a sounding board for everyone's frustrations, you know, on both sides. You know, the chicks yeah. will bitch about guys, the guys will bitch about women, but there's never any resolution, you know. And then again, yeah. it usually ends up becoming both sides end up having developing these unrealistic expectations for both of what's going to be suitable for them. And it, like, again, it's like they're just boxing themselves in. Everyone join, you know, wants to run into the fight and then buys into it. And it's like you've all screwed yourself. Yeah, it, I mean, it just really is. And, you know, and kind of like the whole thing, too, it's like with the, some of these things, like well, I said, they're boxing themselves in is one of the problems in the manosphere is the kind of circular arguments and paradoxes, right? Mm. Like sex on the first date. Is it good or is it bad? Yeah, it can go both way. Like Really, there's like four directions that goes really and truly. If yeah. it's good, you know, you know, there's one idea. Oh, she puts out on the first date. She must really like me. Then you go there. Oh, well, maybe. Who else has she done this with? You know, maybe she's a, a whore. This second part. Oh, she doesn't put on on first date. She doesn't like me. She's going to make me wait. Oh, she's going to make me sent. But she, you know, alpha bucks or what is it? Alpha fucks, beta bucks. Oh, I must be a fucking beta because she's making me fucking wait. You know, So and then it goes down. Oh, when she finally does all this kind of shit. And it's like people are, oh, I'm not going to wait three dates. That's bullshit. And so the same thing. So it kind of creates this fucked up cycle. With women too, it's like, okay, a lot of women out there are probably thinking, holy shit, I really do like this guy, so I better put out on the first date. But they don't know what your intentions are either because I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who play the good guy just to get the booty. And then, you know, boom, they're gone. They go and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, it's just this Sneaky weird – fucker game, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just this weird paradox and, you know, th these things happen. And yeah. so no one knows where to go. It's like what is actually good? No one knows. What, no what's one, your opinion on it? I mean, I've done it. I, you know, honest to God, I every chick that I've ever slept with on the first date, I'm gonna talk to them again. Okay. Uh, now, is that because you thought the they were a slut, or just you you just didn't didn't find a connection with them? Uh, so, I'll be honest with you. So, if we're gonna get into my past and my 
conquest or anything. Uh, there was a period of time where I was really in the weeds, if that makes sense. You know, I was really out there getting it, getting it done. And most of those, like of all of them, I had, there's two experiences that were just awful, just mm -hmm. awful. And then there, you know, then two experiences that were fucking awesome. One of those chicks, I did keep calling back. You know, I did keep calling her back for a while. But, you know, the other one, that was a one-night thing. And I don't want to get too deep into it. You know, some shit happened that night. So, it's like I just never talked to her again just because I had other shit going on. Sure. But, but you know, the other one, it's like, yeah, she definitely came back around quite a bit. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah. Like, she, it was right after I lost mine everything like that. You know, I was kind of stuck at the house. But I met her at a bar. But, dude, she... She would just come over, bring me food, and we just get it on like monkeys, you know. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was great, you know. Like the only reason I ended it with her is like I was doing this whole off and on thing with some other chick, and you know, like this other chick was coming, but you know, of course, you talk about the attachment styles and shits. Like I was in a fucked up spot, and I kept on chasing the fucking rabbit with this chick. Mm -hmm. Well, and I should have stuck with this other chick. And like the only reason I, and I, this is a, kind of another thing about like I saw one of your posts today about dealing with baggage. It's mm. like you know. We're laying in bed and like I'm, we're about to get busy. And she's like, Hey, I need your help with something. It's like, Okay, what's up? You know, it's like my ex boyfriend has a lot of my furniture. I need help to go get it. And it's kind of like, mm, That was the last time I saw her. It's like, mm -hmm. We did our thing, the center on her way. It's like, I ain't doing that. It's like, That's, yeah. that's your that's problem. Your that's some, yeah, that's your problem. That's some shit you need to fucking deal with. That ain't my fault. Yeah. I, I ain't about to go start some shit with your ex. I was going to get murdered or something like that. Yeah. It ain't happening. Yeah, when it, when it, uh, going back to the uh, like the the whole idea of sex on the first date, I, th I think a lot of guys have this uh, th have the whole Madonna whore complex, right? Like, oh, a good woman doesn't put out at all, but at the same time, they still want sex. So it's like, right. well, what do you want, dude? What, what right. the fuck do you want? Right. And and so I I really like um, I like Rollo's idea of genu finding genuine desire. I like Dr. Robert Glover's idea of uh, testing for interest. Right. And a woman, and I, and what I, I personally subscribe to is that you you really do want that genuine desire. You want a chick that wants you, not because of your money, not because of the car you drive and shit like that. And you test, you test for that by keeping initial dates, low investment. And a chick that's really into you isn't going to make you wait. And that's not a bad thing. It's right. like, you know, it, 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 and then if she, let's say she does put out on the first date, <clears throat> Uh, well then you just watch her behavior. Is she like a fucking batshit crazy chick? Well, then she probably does put out with a bunch of other guys, but if right. she's like down to earth, genuinely a good person wants to invest in you, like who cares that she put out on the first day? Like nurse chick, she now that to nurse chick's defense, nurse chick technically put out on the second date because it was a second place, right? We, we had our first date at coffee and then I went home to go watch WrestleMania. And then she called me later saying, Hey, I don't have to work tonight. What are you up to? And I said, why don't you come on over? And she came on over and then things happened and we've been together for two years and she treats me like an absolute King. She's a great woman. Hey. Like who gives a fuck? So, uh, you know, like so a lot of guys, uh, are happy to let a chick lead them on for multiple dates thinking, Oh, she's a good woman. But it's like, dude, you know, that a chick that like, or a guy that she was really into, she put out on a first date with that guy. See, and even you know, on that, and part, you'll too, never know. You know it, it, even that whole idea too, is like, Oh, well they did it for this guy. It's like, let it go. You yeah. know, it really well, is because it's like, maybe she was just really on some shit 
who you know like yeah. the the world is the book like the hundred reasons women have sex who fucking knows why she did it maybe yeah. she did really like the guy maybe she didn't maybe it was all this kind of shit you know and it's just like who fucking cares and you know it's really it's one of those things that i think a lot of guys just really just have to ask themselves is if it's worth it you know yeah well that's why that's why i i also subscribe to the three-date rule right i i did you give them the benefit of the doubt they yeah. uh I, I at first dates i'm not trying to bang on the first date second date third date Usually if it's not by the third date, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to wait for it. And it, and it, she might be a great person, but whatever, it's just, it's just not for me. Um, that's just personally like that, that, that sort of works for me. I, I, I'm not judging her for it. It's like, uh, a lot of guys are like, oh, she thinks I'm beta. Well, dude, you're not going to be the alpha for every fucking chick you meet. Like not every chick's going to like you and that's okay. And so that's the way I look at it. You know, like the whole alpha beta thing, like women determine that anyway based right. on their actions, you know? <laughs> it, and even on top of that, so, like, you kind of think about that. Uh, it, and it is a dating strategy for females to make you wait to make you get emotionally invested, okay? And you can't hold them, can't, don't hold that against them. And, right. and, and you know, it's sort of like the anti-slut defense. They also don't want you to think of them as a you know, right. bad person because right. of the fucking idiots that do. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, so, and I'm guilty of this. I mean, there's been definitely times I've, gone out on dates with chicks, you know, talking to them, you know, FaceTime and all that kind of stuff. And then get to the bar, you know, and just start mad gaming the shit out of them. And they're doing all kinds of freaky shit in the bar or the club or whatever. And then it's kind of like, we're walking to the car and she's like, well, I don't want to do this. Something's going to happen that I don't want to. And it's just kind of like, okay, fuck off. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, 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 you know, I don't hold it against them that they didn't do it. And I don't hold it against them that they did do it. It's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for a purpose. That was my goal. You're not with it. Fine. Yeah. You know? And, yep. and, you know, it's, and I'll be honest with you. I've never really been attached to a girl that I did. It's never, never really, except like I said, that one girl that I met that she hung up for a while. Other than that, it's like, you know, any girl that I ever did get hung up on or anything like that, there's definitely no sex on the first date, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's their prerogative. It's their strategy. You know, game recognizes game. I'm, you know, hey, they're playing their shit. You're playing yours. Yeah, Roller says uh, for, for one one gender's sexual strategy to win, the other one has to uh, was it like lose or compromise or something yeah. like that? Yeah, probably that's totally true. butchered that, but that's the idea. But you know, I mean, there's some balance in there. I mean, it's those things you can work out later if you mm -hmm. really want to. And, you know, okay. So, um, let's see what else is on here with. Do we have a lot more? We're almost at an hour here. A uh, couple more points. Okay. Uh, so one thing is like, okay, so like ego with a lot of the manosphere guys, they mm. do not, you can't challenge them for shit. I, I jacked with the guy the other day. On, you may have saw it. And probably a guy that I'd probably get along with. Great. If I knew him in person. And it's just like, he, he wrote this thing and like just the language is butchered. And it's just kind of like, dude, that gave me a stroke. Fuck you. And he blocked me. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it's just kind of like, Dude, kind of back off. You know, some of these guys need to kind of back off just a little bit on their ego. And, you know, some of it's just lighthearted shit. And, like, there's been other times in the, in the past that I've been, like, you know, you go through the, – the, back in the day they called them courses, right? And, and, like, after some of these guys just kind of connect with them on Facebook and all that kind of stuff, and they'll post something. And you just – maybe just say something off to them, and they just blow up at you. And mm. it's, dude, it's like all those – it's like I didn't. One fucking with you, bro. It's like I just said, you know, it's like one guy posts post some meme. It's like a, a, like a breakup joke or whatever. And it's like, man, that was harsh. Fuck you. I can post what I want. Wasn't talking about you, guy. 
Those those are usually guys that have like have no frame. But I I will I will say this. Um, if someone is sort of just you know playfully giving me shit, uh, like I can usually spot that and and I don't care. If someone's just clearly being a fucking troll on everything I say, uh, I'll block them. And it's not because it's 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 just because I don't I don't mentally want to fucking deal with your bullshit, you know. Right. Um, and and I've got I've got. Uh, plenty of people that you know find my my content useful that I don't I don't need to deal with the trolls you know right I don't need to suffer trolls so it, it really just there, there's some there is some nuance to it right there's some guys right. that are playfully like so there's a guy in beer club uh you're you're in beer club you you showed up to the last one uh the, the guy the truck driver guy right mm -hmm. the guy he, he he the last two he's he's dialed in from his truck because he's working and uh He'll every once in a while he'll he'll drop a comment just saying like I don't follow instructions well or whatever, but I know he's just playing around. He's just fucking around. Like so I don't right. you know. You know, it's even kind of that thing too. It's just like even some people that may have questions like misunderstanding what was going on. Maybe there was a, a misspelling, you know, oh. poorly structured yeah. stuff. It's like I don't understand. Fuck you, you should have paid attention. It's like I'm sorry I don't have fucking all the time in the world to listen to all your fucking content and read all your books. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> that guy, uh, the guy you're talking about, uh, that I think you're talking about, he's, uh, he's an interesting cat, man. He, um, he's, he, he has a policy of hating your audience just a little bit. You know? Right. And, and I don't, I, and I can't blame him. Cause like, you know, like I said, I was watching your stuff today and it's kind of like, you know, I get it. You know, sometimes you got to beat these dudes over the hook. And it's like, if you're coming in here just to fucking complaint, it's like, why are you here? You know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I get it, but I, I definitely, and maybe it's one, because I, I kind of had that same shit. I get real frustrated with the stupid people. And it's like, it always amazes me how dumb people can be. And mm -hmm. I'm, that's like my worst toxic trick. This is, I'm always amazed level of stupidity and how many there are. Yeah. So I find it I find the worst, though. The worst for me are uh, my YouTube shorts. The people that comment on YouTube shorts are fucking brutal. And, uh, but the thing <laughs> is, the thing is on YouTube shorts is that um, I don't, like their comments don't really bother me because I just ignore it. I'm just like, whatever comments help me in the algorithm on TikTok. If someone's like really out of pocket, I have to block them or else I'm going to get banned. Yeah. They're going to report my shit. Like people on TikTok are fucking assholes. You know, there's a reason I fucking deleted that shit. Yeah. But so one of the last like actual real legit, there's a couple little points, but one yeah. of the biggest things too, that is lacking is leadership, right? That's one of the things that people always talk about in the, in this space is being a leader but no one ever talks about how to be a leader mm. that, that like leadership training is absent in all yeah. these things. So this, that that's something I think, you know, you've been in the military, you probably know it's like, I wanted, I was in ROTC like all the way through college. So it's like, I got you know ton of that shit, but it's like, you know, it's just absent. You know, they yeah. talk about being a leader, but no one really knows how to explain it. That's, that's a big gap, but you know, and then kind of a, if you want to end it on these two things, two yes. points. First one, like I said, I saw your thing yesterday, the alpha beta things on the wolves. Do you want me to put oh. this to bed? I, I know what you said, and that's fine. You're talking about the, uh, the was it on rule zero? Yeah, the super chat that came in about the alpha beta thing with the wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, I know what you said, and I'm fine with that. It's just a placeholder. It's a term. But for Well, I, I, I just like to say that it's, uh, you know, you can just liken it to, you know, guys, women want to fuck and guys, they don't. Right. Like it. Right. Yeah. So just to, 
just to fuck with everybody about the wolves. All right. And this is something, okay. And this is kind of another little point too, is how people always use animal behavior to, to justify their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So actually wolves actually mate for life. And the wolf pack is actually the mother and the father and everyone else in the pack is their children. Mm-hmm. So there you go. The whole alphabetic thing that happened, that happened in a closed pen of a mixed pack, that whole, the whole alphabetic thing, where they really have roles like that only exist in captivity and they're not related. When yeah, it's, in the okay. wild, it's a family group. And, okay. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, like I said, the, uh, use animals, we're not fucking animals. You know, yeah. I, I think you using nature as an example and like an analogy, that's great. You know, cause I, you know, one day we can do a podcast on that. Cause I'm like a lot of, I red pill myself by being in the woods. Like, I mean, I'm isolated. I've been even worse isolated, isolated, but a lot of the red pill stuff, I did it to myself just by being out there watching it. You know, it's like a lot of this mm-hmm. shit makes sense because it does happen in nature. But again, using animals to justify your bad behavior doesn't fucking work because we're not animals. If you, um, if you read, uh, Athel Kay's book, the married man sex life primer, like the, the, the old, like the old one, like 2011, he breaks it down even better, right? And and the way he breaks it down is uh, alpha and beta. You can look at it like uh, chemical responses in a woman, right? right? So alpha is uh, her sexual attraction to you. So like you know the dopamine and testosterone levels, and and then um, beta is comfort love. Comfort love feeling is oxytocin, and a woman actually wants both. They actually want both. They. Um, you know, if you don't want to end up in a dead bedroom, you need to optimize on, you know, on your, your, your sexual attractiveness, but she, you can't just be all fucking alpha all the time and never give her any kind of comfort love. And if you want to have a long-term relationship that lasts. Right. And right. so that's what that, that really breaks it down very well in that book. It's real. Then, come yeah. cuddle with me 10 minutes later. There's a dick in them. Right. Or, or opposite, right. you like, you, you got, you start off with the dick in them and then they want to cuddle afterwards because now they have that, that, that oxytocin release. And so it's like that aftercare is, is somewhat important in a long-term relationship. You know? Right. So, so, all right. So the last thing you're going to love this, cause we talked about this and everyone bitches about this. Even you bitch about this. Be yourself, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Just be well, but you now you said on Twitter though that you do think that's actually good advice. Yeah, it, it's it's the most oversimplification of all time. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's a massive oversimplification, mm-hmm. you know. And I know a lot of people out there. Oh well, I'm being myself and all this kind of shit, you know. And a lot of people that I think that come into this space and they're like, "Oh, be yourself sucks." I was being myself. I think no, you weren't. From the get-go, you weren't being yourself, you know, mm-hmm. it's because like you sit there, you know, all the things we talk about, you know, having the frame, the confidence, all that kind of stuff, you're being yourself, right? You can't be moved off of your rock. And that's kind of one of those things, too, why a lot of relationships fail is whenever you come in and you're being yourself, you know, you think you're being yourself, but you end up start getting changed, right? You start doing things for the other person. You're doing with what you think will make them happy. Nice guy behavior. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, so they were never being themselves to begin with, you know, and one of the things too, like, you know, it's like, I, I would think it would be a lot better, but the whole be yourself advice would be great. If it was like, be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. 
right? You know, so like, like if you don't want to go do something, fucking say so. If, but, you know, you get dragged off and, you know, you don't want to go to the ballet, just fucking say so. But you go do it anyway because you think that's what you want and you're there being fucking miserable. Yeah. Or, or you're changing behaviors all the time because that's what you think that they want. So you start changing behaviors and obviously you're being incongruent and it's inconsistent and obviously chicks don't like that shit. Yeah. So, you know, you're not being yourself. And, you know, and I do understand the whole thing, you know, obviously if things aren't working for you, you need to change. But again, I really do think the whole changing thing is you're moving away from not being yourself into being yourself. Does that yeah. Make sense? Yeah. So but yeah, you're, you're right about it being just overly simplified because, um, uh, like Troy, Troy Francis says it really well. Like you actually do want to be yourself, but you have to be that, that version of yourself has to be stellar. Right. right. Um, I've, I've heard people say you want to be the best version of yourself. And I think the way I like to look at it is like, okay, if being yourself is like my brother, right. My brother is himself. He's an unattractive fuck, right? And it's not just it's not just his appearance, which is a big problem, but it's it's his whole demeanor, like how he carries himself, you know. Right. And so uh if that if that being yourself, that version of you being yourself is not getting you the results that you want, well, something has to change, right? Right. And then you need to uh you need to figure out your like you need to figure out what is attractive. What you, what about you is, is unattractive, right? Whether it's your, your physical uh, characteristics, whether it's your, you know, your demeanor and your attitude and, and all that kind of stuff. And you do want to change those things by definition to figure out what is more attractive. And then you need to make that yourself. You have to be the game. You don't right. want to be fake. And right. that, that, that's where sort of fake it until you make it comes in because it, um, anytime you change your behavior, whether it's for the better or for worse, whatever, any kind of behavior change at first is going to not feel natural until it becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, then it is who you are. Right. You know? So yeah, it is, it's very oversimplified just saying it though, though, you know, yeah. yeah. It is, you know, it's like, it's like kind of like you said, just genuine behavior, you know, but me, I'm busy as shit all the time. You know, today is a holiday. You said you're working shit. I was working, you know, and it's just, mm -hmm. it is what it is. I'm, you know, being yourself, I'm out here doing my thing. It's not that I'm trying to be unavailable or that kind of stuff. You know, people yeah. text me. It's like, I don't have time to talk to you right now. It's like, I got, I'm, even my boss calls me sometimes. It's like, bro, I cannot talk to you. It's like, I'm sorry. I'll get yeah. back to you later. You know, it's not this, you know, I'm not playing a game. It just is what it is. Right. And that's fine. You know, same thing. Like I said, if you don't want to do something, just tell people I'm not down with it. Like even my family with my brothers, I cannot tell you the fucking democratic crazy process in the committee of just deciding where to go eat. And it's just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, everyone has an opinion where do you, you know, and it takes like two hours just to figure out what to eat. Like that's there's a that's why, that's one of the blessings of this space is I've, I've learned to be more decisive with shit like that. And so when my family's doing that same thing, I go, let's just eat here and I'll yeah. just make the decision. You know? The, you know, one of the last times I was on vacation with my family, it's like, it's like, yeah, I'll buy pizza tonight. And it starts turning into like, you know, there's eight kids. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like, I'm not fucking doing this game. I'm going to get pepperoni cheese and pepperoni and sausage and Supreme. If you don't fucking yeah. like it, don't fucking eat it. It's like, no, fuck it. I'm not doing this shit. Cause it's going to be two hours before you even fucking put it in order. It's like, we're not doing it. What I, what I find when I, I, I started doing that with my family, like they appreciate it. 
They're just yeah. like, oh, okay. And they're just cool. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, a lot of guys get worried when I, I, I often do the video about just pick a place. <clears throat> I, I always I have like a thousand videos on that. And I'll, I'll always get guys like, well, then she's going to get mad that you picked the wrong place. Like I've never had that happen since yep. I started doing this. I've never had that happen. Yep. Like people just appreciate other people making decisions for them. Yeah. <laughs> really too. Just it's cut through fun. the shit. Just fucking make it happen. Yeah. You know? it, it, going back to like, you're, you're a busy guy. Uh, one thing like, like texting, right. I, I talk, tell guys to practice mirror game. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to play games. It's like, it's, it starts off as a game, but really it's about breaking bad habits, you know, right. breaking bad habits and, and building new habits. And that's really what it comes down to. And so you, it's, it's all how you think about it in your head. You know, yeah. I like to say, well, what, 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 what do you have against games? Games are supposed to be fun, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of one of the things I always talk about. It's like, okay, if you don't want that, if you don't want to play games, that's fine, but you're never going to get anywhere if trying to avoid the dance, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. You got it. It's like, there's, there's just some shit you just have to fucking do. You mm -hmm. know, you're not going to walk up to someone in a bar. Hey, I like you. Would you like to get married? Yeah, sure. Not going to work like that. You got to do the no. dance, the whole attraction thing. Yeah. You got to do it. And it seems like an, it, sometimes it can be a pain in the ass. You know, there's areas I think you can kind of cut through and, you know, get into the nuances of it all, you know, the whole testing and all that kind of shit. That's fine. But it's just like, you know, on some levels, yeah, just cut the shit. On other levels, you got to do the whole flirting and fucking with them and all that kind of shit. You just got to do it. That's why. Uh, that's why I also really like the genuine desire thing because you'll find that chicks that are really into you test you less. They make it easy for you. It's it's like it's just effortless almost. You know, you still got to play the game though. It's just a. It's just it's just it's almost like playing on easy mode. Right. But but uh, but yeah, I mean, like Rolo, Rolo says it in the player's handbook too, right? He says uh, one women don't want to know they're playing a game; they just want to play the game. And that's why you can't red pill chicks, right? Because as soon as they're observing the process, it changes the process. So you can't ever talk to them about game. And then they, they do want to play the game. Women are playing games all the fucking time and they want to play the game with you. So have fun with it. You know? Yeah. I, same thing. Like, you know, I study a lot of psychology and all that kind of stuff. You, you know, I've had a lot of stuff happen to me. I'm going through therapy, trying to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, and it's kind of difficult because like, you know, the therapist is doing stuff to me. It's like, I know what you're doing. It's like, you need to stop. You need to figure something else out. It's like, you're trying to pull reverse psychology on me. Not going to fucking work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause you're observing the process. You know, the, yeah. you know, the game it's like, you can't, you can't play the game on me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's part of it. All right, man. Well, uh, did we, did we get through all your, your bullet yeah. points? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Where can, uh, where can people find you online? Let me bring this back up here. Right here. Where can people find you online, man? I'll find them. Oh shit. That sounds ominous. There you go. <laughs> well, you're on, I know you're on it on Instagram at least, and you're on uh Twitter. Right. Yeah. So Colt Strong Castle. I mean, there I don't post a lot on either one. I may start doing a little bit more. I don't know if people have been telling me I should start a podcast, you know, whether I do or not, I don't know. That's what I think, man. I think if you really want to like, if you really want to change the manosphere in a certain direction, you need to build an audience. Like that's just like uh, it, you, you pointed to, or you commented on uh, something that Sneeko pointed out and he was griping about stuff in the manosphere. I mean, he's got a big fucking audience and people are going to listen because they, I, I think that guy's a dipshit, not because he, what he said, but just in general, I think he's a dipshit, but well, like that's I just me, man. I just, <laughs> Like I said earlier, if I ever find the key to happiness and figuring it all out, I, might, I think I might keep it a secret for as long as I can. 
All right. Well, sounds good, man. You're you're welcome back anytime. If you ever want to come back on and gripe about some more, this was actually a really fun conversation. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'm glad to be here. Colt, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I also hope you've noticed that since uh, since you came on and you gave me that that recommendation after we recorded this to try to sprinkle out my housekeeping stuff that I've I've tried to do that at least with the live streams. So I appreciate that positive feedback. <laughs> I also ho uh, hope that, you know, you got some of the stuff off your chest and hopefully we start seeing some positive changes in the space. Really appreciate it. You are welcome back anytime. All right, guys, that's all I have this episode. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thank you for everybody that's dropped a comment. And be sure to get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. Otherwise, we will see you guys Wednesday for the live stream. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.